I believe when it comes to this goal of getting closer to God, it can be so vague. At times, we don't really know what it's supposed to look like and honestly, how we can apply it to our everyday life. And whenever we think about the idea or we ask somebody else, they're typically going to tell us that we need to get in our word more. We need to pray. We need to fast, stay in community, which is true and exactly what we're supposed to do. But I then think another question arises in terms of how does this actually apply to my everyday life? How can I integrate this into what I do daily? So in this episode, I'm really going to break down five different ways in which you can like practically be getting closer to God and what that looks like to make sure it's something that you do every single day. And this is going to be very different from the last episode that I did with Kai Anderson when it came to how to grow in your relationship with God, because it's going to be a lot more personable. And no matter where you're at with your walk with God, whether you're new to faith or you've been walking with him for a while, this is going to be very applicable to you because the beauty about God is the rest of our lives. And honestly, for all of eternity, we're going to be seeking to really know all of who he is and his character and what's close to his heart, because it's he's inexhaustible and there's so many facets to him and no matter how spiritually mature that we think that we are there's always another level and depth that we can go in terms of knowing who he is and just growing in our spirituality and this was interesting because this came about earlier this week whenever i was praying and i was honestly asking god to give me a grace to be able to communicate old ideas and new ways. So when it comes to the timeless, irrefutable principles of the Bible, breaking that down in a way that people can understand and I can even really grab onto myself. And I was inspired because I've been going through the Gospels recently and just looking at Jesus and how he spoke in parables and he took all these mysteries and principles of the kingdom and put it in such a way that anybody could hold on to and start to walk out as soon as they heard it. And So I wanted to do the same. And whenever I was thinking about it and it was coming to my mind, this was the first topic. It was getting closer to God. And I was like, all right, let's rock out. That's what we're going to do. This is going to be the episode for today. And I think that we have to realize when it comes to our walk with God, it is a relationship. So we should treat it as such. So when we put it in that perspective, we have to ask ourselves, how will we get close to anyone in our life? Would that be someone that we may begin introduced to for the first time? Or let's say we have a friend, an existing relationship that we're trying to improve the quality of. Like, what would that look like? What would we do? How we, how would we go about getting close to that person? And those same principles we can apply to our relationship with God. When I was thinking about that, there were five things that came to my mind in terms of how would we we get close to these people. And they were ask questions, spend quality time, integrate them into your life, introduce them to your friends. And the last one was sacrifice. So I'm gonna break all of those down in terms of how they apply to our relationship with God and how we can practically take those on each and every day. And y'all rock with me and stick to the end because the last one, honestly, hit me like a truck. It really made so much sense. And if we don't really understand or grasp that concept, then everything else that I mentioned won't last and we won't continue in or endure through because it really ties it all together. So just make sure y'all stay tapped in because it's it's going to be crazy. And well, I guess I haven't intro the podcast. So let me do that first before we get into it. <laughs> but yo, what's up, family? It's your boy D Starks. Welcome back to another episode of the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything, faith, life, and culture, let's see. Actually, I'm, I'm glad that I introed before I got into it because I have some exciting news. So 
you all may have heard me and Jordan talk about it a few times before because we've been really trying to figure it out and work through it. But we've been looking for a community platform, so a place where we can essentially host our community so you all can come in, we can talk, we can have Bible studies, book clubs, reading plans that we do together, whatever it is, just hang out, do meetups and everything else. We talked about it, honestly, this was so long ago, probably like six or eight months ago, and we couldn't find anything. I didn't like Discord because it was all clunky and weird and there was too much going on and I didn't even want to use it. And I couldn't really find anything that worked or I felt fit. But earlier this week, I just did. I found the perfect place to host our community where we can talk to y'all outside the podcast. Like, we really want to introduce you all to the conversations that we all that we have like each and every week. We want y'all to be a part of it, be able to give us feedback, suggest different topics that you all want to hear, but just honestly have fun and chill. So the news is that I've found one and we're getting it prepared now i've been working on it all week so what i need to know now basically is who would be interested if you all would actually want that you'd be something you engage in you'd be active in. you think it would be a good idea so y'all let me know a lot of people have asked for it and been asking for an update and that's what we've been working on so if you're on spotify it's going to be a poll that asks you if you'd be interested and the open-ended question will be what you would like to see within our community in terms of whether that be a book club, you like to do devotionals, weekly calls, whatever it is. And this will be available to everyone. If you're on Apple, <laughs> I'm sorry. That platform's so dated, they will not budge, update, innovate, or do anything new. And I really do like the feature that Spotify has to do the polls and the questions. But there'll be a form that you can fill out or you can just... DM us to let us know, hey, I would love this and this is what I would like to see. But from that, we'll gauge it to see if it makes sense and we'll do it. A lot of it's just going to be you all being able to talk and converse back and forth with one another, us getting feedback from you and just having conversations and doing life together. We're going to be doing meetups through this particular community. We have designs for merch. So all early access to our merch that's about to come out, that is absolutely fire. We're going to be putting there. You all can vote on in terms of which design that you like more. We're going to put it out. We want to be able to really, really get feedback and talk to y'all. So definitely give us a, your response and let us know, please, and if it's something that you would want, because it's something that we will definitely do and we're working on right now. So now that that's out the way, let's tap in and get into it. So when it comes to this idea of getting closer to God, as I said, we have to look at it extremely practically, like we would any other relationship. If someone's coming into our life or is already in our life, how would we go about getting close to them, getting to know them, their heart, their character, et cetera? And the first thing that came to my mind was you would ask them questions, right? So let's say that you're meeting someone for the first time. This can be like romantic and or platonic. Y'all go out, y'all chill, hang out, kick it, right? You're typically going to be asking them questions about who they are, what they do, their background, childhood, et cetera. You know what I mean? So it's going to look like you're probably asking them, like, where did you go to school? Where did you grow up? How many siblings did you have? What was your family like? Uh, what do you do for a living? And or what did you study in school? Then this conversation will probably progress into a few deeper questions in terms of, all right, what are your morals? What are your values? What's important to you? What are you passionate about? What are your non-negotiables? What are your green flags? What are your red flags? <laughs> and we love that question. Like our cult the culture has gone so OD with that whole concept. Like whoever created that needs like to get paid or something. But those are some things that you would ask. You would ask them, all right, like what principles do you stand by? What are like or the com core fundaments of 
your belief system and what you want to see in the world. What are you looking for? What are your expectations? Where do you see yourself in five years? You're trying to just get to know the core fundament of this person and who they are. And I believe that's exactly how we should be approaching our relationship with God. Like we should be sitting down and asking him these questions of, yo, like, God, what are your principles? What are your morals? What are your values? What do you see out of my life? What are you expecting? Like what what's close to your heart? What breaks it? Like all of these different things, setting intentional time aside to really get familiar with who he is, how he thinks, what he sounds like. And I think sometimes we don't do that. We miss that. We will read our Bible. We'll go through the word. We'll go through verses and these devotionals, which is great, but we still don't know God's heart. And that comes from just asking these specific questions and then essentially finding them within the Bible, because that's where a lot of these answers are going to come from. So I'm going to give you all three practical questions that you can be asking God that honestly, you will continuously ask God for the rest of your life and every season and different moments, depending on where you're at. And you're definitely not limited to these questions, but I think these are definitely important and core fundamentals. So the first one is, what do you want from my life? And I think this matters because this gives us a glimpse of our overall purpose and also the assignment that God has for us in different seasons of our life. Practically like, hey, like ask him, what does it look like to glorify you? And how is I called to do that individually? And what does that look like now in this season? And the second one is, What are your priorities or what principles do you live by? So asking God, what are your non-negotiables? What are the core fundaments of who you are and how you want me to live and walk this thing out? And this is vital because as disciples, we're called to go out into the world and essentially inject the world with heaven's culture. But it's really hard to impart heaven's culture when you don't know it for yourself. And I think that's a lot of times where we get lost. We know that we're supposed to go out into all the world and make disciples, but it's hard to make disciples if you don't know the core principles of what you're teaching them. This basically is you understanding the core fundaments of your faith, which come from studying the Bible. As you're asking these questions, you're seeking God in the word and asking him to reveal where these things show up. And I also put down, it's hard to represent someone well when you don't know what's important to them. So if we're called to be ambassadors for the kingdom, we should probably know the interests of our country. That's what an ambassador is. An ambassador speaks on behalf of the country. They go to different foreign governments. They live there then they act on the government's behalf. They make sure that the government's interests are protected, they're secured, and that they are not compromised. But it's really hard for an ambassador to do its job if it doesn't know the interests of the country in which it comes from. So we need to make sure as ambassadors we're very informed on that. So when we're going out into these spaces, right, what do I mean by that? When we're going out to the workplace, to our schools, when we're out in the grocery store, at concerts, when we're out doing whatever, and we're approached about our country, heaven, and our king, we have a response for what that looks like. And then the third question is, I think it's important for us to ask God, what burdens you and what are you passionate about? It's important for us to know what breaks God's heart so it can be close to ours. We want to be so close to God's heart that we can hear it be, you know, but why? Because this helps us in our intercession, asking God, you know, what is breaking your heart in my generation? 
Like, what, what are you burdened by? Like, in, in this moment, in this season, in the world, in our society, what is important to you? And what do I need to be praying for? And so this allows us to have compassion. You know, I've been looking at that within the Gospels as well, that there are so many times before God performs a miracle that it says that he was moved with compassion, which provoked him to action. And that's exactly what we need. And I want us to have the same compassion that he does. And so we should be asking him for that. And we can also find that within the Bible, looking at what he did, what he prioritized, what he focused on and what he taught about. And there's a verse that really brought all this together. And it was in James 1, chapter 5 through 6. And it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all generously and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting. So when it comes to asking God questions, knowing his character and what's important to him, like he's open to this. He wants to give out his wisdom, his heart and what's important to him. All we have to do is ask and seek, like asking him in prayer, but also seeking that specifically in the word by writing out these questions. That's what I'm doing now in my own life. I'm asking what's important to him. What are core fundamentals of my faith and going through the word and finding where those apply. Now, to the second thing, which is spending quality time, just like anyone else or any other relationship. It's very difficult to know someone that you don't spend time with. So along with, you know, if you all are meeting for the first time or you're catching up, you're asking them all of these things about themselves, you're going to take intentional time to make sure that you are planning out moments where you can hang out and see each other and just enjoy life together. It's interesting because this made me think about the fact that a lot of you all may relate to this, but some people may be too young to know just yet, but you will definitely go through this phase of your life. You know, in high school, with all of my relationships and my friends, like, I went to school every single day from whatever time it was, from nine to three. And I would know every single day where I would see my friends when I would see them, whether I'd be in class, the cafeteria and passing period. And there was five days a week where I was always going to see them no matter what happened or what took place. And if we had practice together, I'd see them after school. If we wanted to go out hang out anywhere, whatever it may be. And then in college, there was even another level to that because now I'm living with all of my closest friends and all my peers and my acquaintances. So I could literally go right across the hall and knock on my boy's door and be like, yo, what's good? You trying to hop on the game? You trying to go play sand volleyball, basketball, the cafeteria with me, go out or whatever it was. And then something interesting happened, right? Then we all graduate and life begins to happen and people get jobs. They move to different cities. They start getting relationships. They get engaged, married. They start having children, building families. And you start to feel these relationships kind of slip away from you because it's not as easy to maintain these relationships as it once was before. So now you have to be a lot more intentional with your time and your scheduling with your friends. You have to plan out a time to talk every single week like yo every Tuesday after work let's hop on a call every Monday night let's go out grab some food for Monday night football or hey if we're living in different cities like every other month let's make sure that we see each other or whatever it may be but there has to be a lot more intentionality and planning and communication to make sure that you're making time for this person or said group of people because you don't want life to get in the way of your relationships and I think a lot of times that's what happens with us and God. We let life 
get in the way of our relationship with God, all the responsibilities, all the duties, all the work that we have to do, everything that we're wanting to accomplish and achieve our goals and our dreams. And he ends up taking a back burner to all of that. And before we know it, it's been six months and me and God haven't really talked. Right. Y'all ever gone through that? It's been like just time. Ha- life happens and time goes by and you look up and it's like, yo, it's been a year since I've seen them since we've talked and you're you're looking at yourself like, yo, what happened to our relationship? You know what I mean? And I just told my friends that I was like, I, we will not be that group of friends. Like we won't, it won't be five, 10 years from now. We're looking back like, man, what happened to them? What happened to that relationship? I wish we would have stayed in touch. Mm. I think too many times in our relationship with God, we'll look back, you know, it'd be late in 2024 and be like, what happened? I wish I would have stayed in touch with God. So, My point in this one is don't let life get in the way of your relationships and especially not your relationship with God. And that comes from intentional planning and time and effort to spend quality time with him. And I put three ways that you can spend some quality time with God. And it isn't limited to these three ways either. Definitely find what works for you and whatever is best. But one thing that I do that I love is I'll go on walks or I find a spot outside, obviously weather permitting, particularly it's like in the spring, summer, fall. I always love this take a walk and I'll just talk to God, like no headphones, no anything, just me and him. And the second thing that I need to start doing that I found is journaling. I don't know. I kind of almost see it like a a text message, (laughs) low key, just putting down whatever you're going through, whatever's happening in your day, what are your thoughts? And, you know, almost putting that to God. And that can be like a prayer journal of some sort, whatever that looks like for you. And then the third thing is, Attending a Bible study or a life group. I definitely think this is a part of that because, you know, wherever two or three are gathered, God is in the midst. And so when you're around other like-minded believers, that is you in a communion with God as well, almost. I hope that makes sense. And then the verse for this one that tied it all together was in James 4, 8. And it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you, which is a promise. The more that we draw near to God, the more time we take to spend intentional time with him. He is going to show up and be there for us and be there with us always. Now on to the third thing, which I I love this one and I struggle with it, but I've been doing a lot better at and I've been seeing so many things move and happen in my life. But integrate them into your life. So when you think about your friends or someone that you're getting closer with. If you have something going on, you're typically going to want their opinion, their thoughts, or just their pers- perspective on whatever it may be. You're talking to somebody new. You're talking to a girl or a guy. You're like, yo, like, you know, I just started talking to them. This is where we met. This is who they are, where they're from. Like, what do you think? What are your thoughts on them? Or, you know what, like, hey, I need some advice on something. Like, I'm, I'm going through X, Y, and Z. I'm trying to decide between these different job offers in this city, and I, I just want to know your thoughts. You know me pretty well. I trust you. Give me your insight on this. And I put down the fact the same questions you ask God are the same ones he wants to answer to as well. So back to my first point of asking God questions about, yo, what's important to you? What are you looking for? What do you want out of life? Those questions that we ask him, he wants our answers to as well. Relationships are two-way. These aren't monologues. These are conversations that we have with our friends and people closest to us. And God wants us to have an open line of communication that is a conversation between both of us. We should be telling him about what these opportunities are coming to our life, the relationships and the people, and asking him his thought, God, and asking him, 
God, what do you think about this? God, I need your advice. I need your guidance. I need your insight on this particular decision or whatever it is. Like, this is us bringing him close into our life. And what I put down about this is the fact that we neglect to ask God specific questions at times. And I said, you will always lack sufficient answers if your life is filled with vague prayers. Sometimes we don't know why God's not speaking or we're not necessarily getting the clarity that we need or we know that we want, but we're not actually coming to him or inviting him into these very specific circumstances and issues in our life. I'm struggling mentally or emotionally or with triggers and or trauma or just with the future and what's next. God, can you help me with this in this area? Or, hey, I need to figure out what job I want to take, what school I need to go to or where I need to land, you know, and because he wants all of that. God wants to know what's happening in your life. When I put this down, I thought it was interesting and almost sounded like a contradiction because of course we understand that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere at all times. He knows all and sees all. So why would I have to tell him about like what's going on? You know what I mean? Like why would I need to inform him on what he already knows and or he's already seeing happen in real time? And I put down that though he sees all and knows all, this doesn't mean he was invited into those circumstances. And that's what this is. When you're integrating God into your life, and this is really speaking a lot to just prayer and you're petitioning to him, you're making, not that he doesn't already know, but you're making it clear to him that you want him a part of this. You want him in this part of your life. Like you're you're inviting him in like, God, like I don't want to do this independent of you or without you and I need your help. So that's the importance of it and how it really shows up. And these are three ways you can like practically integrate God into your life. I've kind of already mentioned, but I still want to make sure y'all know and fill y'all in on. But one is share your doubts, worries, and insecurities. So whatever anxieties that you have or that you're going through, let those up and let God know. And then also share your dreams and your plans with God in terms of what are you looking for? What are you passionate about? And asking God, hey, like, this is aligned with what you're looking at for my life. This is what I think and what's important to me and what's going through my mind. But let me know if this aligns with you. And then the third one is just share your everyday thoughts and activities with God, which is something that I'm working on. Because, of course, he wants to be a part of these big things. But I don't think we always realize that he wants he wants it all. Like the conversation that you had or something Jordan does really, really well that I want to integrate in my life. Like he'll be out and he'll be like, hey, God, like, is there someone here that you want to speak to? Like, use me as a vessel, like use me to get your message across. Like, hey, like, do I need to pray for this person? Right. Like he does that so often and so well. So that's a testament to all these seemingly mundane aspects of our life when we go out in terms of where we need to go, where should we eat, or what should it be, integrate him into that. And the verse that ties all this together for me is First Peter 5, 7, which says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Okay, so, ding. The fourth way to get close to anyone in your life, especially God, is you introduce them to your friends. So what I have here is, and I'm going to read this verbatim because this is, yeah, this is too much to memorize. But... It's, just, it's the idea that if you find someone, you come across someone, whether that be a friend, a partner, or whoever it is, and you find that they add so much value to your life, that they are so important, significant, and, and you've gotten to know them, and let's just say that they're not welcomed into your existing friend group, you're willing to lose these friends that you have in order to keep this person in your life because you have realized and made a decision that life is not worth living without them 
so this is this really applies heavily if you're coming to your relationship with God for the first time and maybe you have an existing group of friends who may not support it or they're on a different path than what you are on now. I think you have to come to make a decision, introducing them to your friends. And if they're not willing to accept the principles on which you are now living by and going to help you in that, you've made up in your mind, God is so important to me. Like, I, I don't want to do life independent of him. So whoever has to go, whatever has to go, hey, <laughs> they packed up. It's out of here. That's, that's done and away with. And so I think that applies to your existing friend groups. If you're bringing God into your life, what is their response going to be? And what is that environment they're going to produce for you to keep getting closer to him and help you in that? I have three things down that we should consider in terms of our friend groups and the environments that we place ourselves in. And this includes everyone. One of them is the fact that you have to have people in your life that hold you accountable to the standard of your relationship. So if you said that you've wanted to make sure that you spend quality time with these particular individuals in your life and or that you want to be a better communicator, a better listener, you want to be more empathetic, more forgiving, more understanding, you need other people in your life that are holding you accountable to that particular standard so you can be the best person you can be for that person in that other relationship. Does that make sense? So that's exactly what we need in our relationship with God. We need other people that are holding us accountable to the standard of righteousness and obedience, being integral and being holy and set apart. And the second thing is we need people who can see what we can't and act accordingly on that. So the benefit of having a circle is people who have a different perspective on your life that can see areas in which you can improve that you may always recognize or always see so you can be you know, the best version of yourself possible. And this is important because we need feedback. We always need other people who can allow us to grow and help us in that process. And this ties into the last one I put down is the fact that you need people who are going to challenge you higher. You need people who are going to make you uncomfortable, like completely outside of yourself or what you expected or what you even believe that you could do, you could achieve, or even what could happen in your life. You need people who are going to challenge you in your character, in your purpose, in your faith, in what you believe, in your intellect on all levels is what you need in your life. So that's pretty much it for introducing them to your friends. This is really about just having the right environment. So Last but not least, this was low-key crazy to me, and I see it made so much sense to me because I'm seeing it so much in my own relationships, and so God just, like, smacked it right across the face. <laughs> but the last one was sacrifice, and this is so important to this entire process of getting closer to God, and here's why. So when we're thinking about any other relationship in our life, some of us may have relationships where we've seen this show up and manifest itself but it's the idea that you make decisions for them even if it comes at the cost of your own convenience independent of how i feel i'm going to always show up for this individual independent of my emotions i'm going to make sure i'm showing up as the best possible version of myself independent of where I think I'm at or my 
right to just do whatever I want and be independent and not care for someone else. I'm going to make sure I consider the feelings, thoughts, and perspectives of this other person because I care for them. Because this relationship is important to me. It's significant. I don't want to lose it. And I realize and understand that relationships require sacrifice and that of my convenience. And I tied this back to our earlier point. And I said, in the same way, I won't let life get in the way of my relationships. I won't let my emotions get in the way of them either. So what does this look like or how does this actually show up in our relationships? And ultimately, how does this relate to God? So, for example, whenever your friend calls you late at night and they need your help, they need your advice, they need your guidance, they need a vent, and you rather go to sleep. You already tired. You've already had a long day. And you don't even know if you have the emotional capacity to really help them or be there for them at this time. And, and, and you'd rather not answer. But what are you going to do? You're going to sacrifice how you feel in that moment to make sure that you're there for them. You're going to let them vent. You're going to let them cry. You're going to give them the encouragement, affirmation, and or guidance that they need for however long that they need. You're not going to think twice. You're not going to blink. Whenever they needed you, you're going to make sure that you showed up no matter what time of night that that was or any time of the day. So in the same way, yo, like when God wakes you up in the middle of the night and he puts somebody on your heart, what you going to do? Go back to sleep. <laughs> you want to. I know I'd be wanting to. You got to stay up a little bit to make sure that you get in your word for the day and or that you you make time for him. What you going to do? Just fold <laughs> and go your own way. No, you're going to make sacrifices on behalf of your relationship with other people in the same way you're going to make sacrifices on behalf of your relationship with God. If that's going to cost me some sleep, cost me some convenience, that's okay. But I'm willing to do it because this is that important to me. And that's a practical way that that may show up. And or you having some prayer time that may be a little bit extended, right? Like what if God takes a little bit more of your morning or your night or the middle of your day? Is that okay? Is he allowed to do that? Are you willing for that to happen? Just things to think about. Then the second thing I got down is, let's say you commit following through with plans that you committed to, right? So the day comes, it's Friday, it's Saturday, Sunday comes around and you're like, oh, I'd rather stay home. I'd rather do something else. I don't know if it's something that I really want to do. <laughs> but what are you going to do? You're going to be like, nah, I'm not going to let my feelings or this inconvenience of me having to get in the car and drive 15 minutes or across a bridge to a, another city get in the way of making sure that I can see them and be in their presence and be in community with them. So Sunday comes along. You had a you had a late night Saturday. You may have had a game night. You may have been traveling and seeing some friends. Or Wednesday comes along for a Bible study and or your life group. You had a long day at school, at work. You're already in a bad mood. It's just, like, I'd rather be by myself. I'd rather stay home. No, you're going to sacrifice. You know what? No, I'm going to get in this car. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up for them. I'm going to show up for God. Make sure I'm in his presence. I'm in the communion of other believers so I can get closer to him. And he can give me what he needs and speak to me in whatever way that looks like. I'm not going to miss out on this because he's that important to me. And then this one right here. Whew, these last two, bro, y'all, these went so crazy. This last two. So this one right here says, loving them even when they hurt you. Whether it be intentionally or unintentionally, whenever they do something that may trigger something inside you, may hurt your feelings to some extent, your pride, your ego, or even just you questioning their respect that they may have, 
you still loving them anyway. Not just accepting it for what it is, right? You you bring it up to their attention, you're having a conversation, but you not removing yourself from that relationship because it got tough. You all hit some sort of adversity within how you all communicated or actions that may have been committed. Or even if there's some perceived hurt that they did that they didn't even know or it didn't really happen, but it's how you saw it. So in the same way with God, we know those moments where it feels like he's forgotten us, he's forsaken us. Like, God, where you at? I've been obedient. I've been faithful. And it doesn't seem like you're showing up for me right now. And I feel hurt. I feel abandoned, you know, but still deciding to love him anyway. I'm not going to step out. I'm not going to go my own way. I'm not going to start worshiping other idols or coping with other mechanisms outside of your presence and worship and prayer. I'm going to continue to seek you. That's exactly what this is. And what this example alludes to, it's like, yo, you're going to love him anyway, even when God proceeds, like he, he never hurts us, right? It, our, in our own humanity, it just feels like that at times. But even then, in those moments, you have to love him anyway, always. And that sacrifice, that is a sacrifice. All right, so this this the last one. This was crazy because I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was doing this. <laughs> I was finishing this up last night. I'd be procrastinating like crazy. And... I was about to go to sleep and finish it because I was like, all right, like I had gone through everything. It's my notes. And so right before I did that, this was the last thing that came to my mind. And I was like, oh, I see what you're trying to say, God. He trying to really, really hit me with it. So the last one says, when it comes to sacrifice and relationship, what does it look like? Admitting when you're wrong. <laughs> Letting go of your right to be right. Right. When you're just arguing for the sake of argument's sake, knowing that, no, you 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 could have communicated better in that situation. Your attitude was off the way you approached me. What the way you approached them wasn't the right way. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, no. What you did was actually hurtful. Right. Not gaslighting people acting like something wasn't the way that it was. That's a part of sacrifice It's letting go of your ego and your pride to be like, you know what? I can be better. I was wrong. There's a way I could have handled that in a different way. <laughs> so what does this look like in our relationship with God? Not my will, but yours be done. You know how we be sometimes thinking that like our way really is going to get us somewhere. Like when God tells us something and we deliberately do the opposite and we go our own way when he told us not to be in our, not to be in these particular environments and are partaking those activities yet. We're like, you know what? Nah, <laughs> I got it. I think this will be okay. I think this will be right. And we went out on our own. We went out on our own way, our own limb. And when it, and when it backfires, and when it backfires, or even before it does, and we start to see the signs, what do we do? We come back. We re repent. What is repentance? What What is repentance? God, your way is better. I've tried my way, and I was wrong. It's humbling ourselves to realize that I went down this path of sin thinking that it was going to do something that it didn't, and I was incorrect, and I want what you have for my life. Everything that you say is best. I know nothing. You know everything, God. Take it all. I don't want it anymore. I'm, I, I was wrong, and not only was I wrong, I want to actively do better. That's sacrifice. And that's the part right there. That's it, it's not just acknowledging or being able to apologize. It's actually 
then taking the steps to go into a different direction. That's repentance. That's real repentance. And that's what sacrifice looks like in a relationship. Admitting me, I was like, I was like, hold off, God, I stayed up. That was the one. That was the one. And this and that tied it all together because you're gonna fall short in some areas. You are. But if you're willing to come back to God and be like, Your way is best. I'm willing to change and go into the direction that you have. Then you're 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 always gonna find yourself on the right track. Right? Even when you don't feel like even asking God questions or spending any quality time, if I can move past my feelings and sacrifice my convenience to do these things, to integrate him into my life when I'd rather just keep it to myself and try and figure out the answer for me through myself and from myself, that's when it happens. We can all do these things when we feel like it. That's not the battle of life. It's when life starts to get in the way of our relationship with God. Where will will you stand? You know? So, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, sacrifice on his behalf. And then the verse that brings us all together was Matthew 16, 24. And it says, then Jesus told his, dis- then Jesus told his disciple, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So that's the one right there. Those five things every single day, every single five things every single day each week and every moment and season of our lives that we can do in terms of asking God more questions spending quality time with him integrating him into our life introducing him to our friends and making sure that we have a circle that is holding us a, holding us accountable to that relationship that we have with him and last but not least just dying to self making these sacrifices being willing to be inconvenienced for the sake of God that's it right so I hope this helped y'all. Like I said, I was just studying this week. This is what came to mind. This is what the download that I got. So I was like, well, this is what he wants to say. This is what we're about to get into. And I love this. This was amazing. This helps me a lot. It's helping me a lot. So I hope it does the same for you all. So yeah, y'all are family. And let me know what you all think about this community. I'm extremely excited about it or the potential for it. I think it's something we definitely will do. But we'll see what y'all have to say. Nonetheless... Stay you, stay real, and stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love.